welcome to the Kutufana Anatomy podcast. You're listening to season one, Basics of Anatomy, and this is episode one. What is anatomy? I receive these questions very frequently about what is anatomy, what are you doing with anatomy, what is the history of anatomy, and most of these questions actually arise from working together with my dear friend Pete. And because sometimes these answers very well varied in length and difficulty, we decided that we turned this into a podcast where Pete is here with me. Hi Pete. Hey Sebastian. So Pete is here with me and um, we're just gonna have a discussion about the things that always come up when I have courses, when we work together, or when sometimes even colleagues from the non-medical field come up to me and ask things about anatomy. So this is how all of this came up with, thinking about anatomy. And um, first of all, if you think about the name anatomy, it... Uh, comes from the Greek and it's composed of two parts. The first one is ana and ana means a part, kind of like to divide two things, ana. And the second part of the word tomi comes also from the Greek tomoin and means actually cutting. In other words, also slicing. You know, this ending, this tomoin, this tomi, is also found in computed tomography. Tomoin, you kind of, with a computer, you slice it apart and then you illustrate it. Computed tomography. And the same is with anatomy. Kind of like dividing things or cutting things apart. And this is what actually anatomy is. And if you translate this into modern words, is anatomy is the generation of knowledge or the obtaining of knowledge from dividing things apart or from cutting things apart. And now if you think about cutting things, it relies always on a scalpel. Most people think that it's a scalpel. But it's actually not always a scalpel. Sometimes it's a scissors. Sometimes it's a forceps. Or sometimes some other fancy surgical tools which can be used to separate structures to obtain more knowledge. To kind of to obtain knowledge what is below that respective structure or what is next to it or what is surrounding it. So this is actually what um, anatomy kind of means from the word itself. But Pete, did I explain that correctly and sufficiently? Yeah, it was good. Um, I think the whole point of me asking these questions is to kind of cut apart the details anyway. So uh, <laughs> yeah. diving right in um, with the what is anatomy, that was great. Um, another one that I asked you early on when I met you was, uh, you know, anatomists. Why hadn't I really heard of them before as a profession? Yeah. Anatomists. I mean, anatomist, this is a, a dying breed, to be honest, because um, I don't know. Anatomist is, is, is not really 
a job that people say or children say when they're little and say, what are you going to be when you're growing up? Well, I want to be an anatomist. No, no one says that. I mean, most people don't even know that anatomists exist. I mean, and anatomists are kind of like like a rare flower somewhere hiding in the ivory towers of academia because you won't see ever a private practice of an anatomist. Never. They're always bound to an institution, always bound to either a medical school, a university, or any other institution that is related to the medical field. And this is why anatomists are not really kind of popular. No one knows about anatomists. But if you think about in the history of great discoveries, um, everybody at some point did some anatomy. And even Leonardo da Vinci, when, I mean, considered as an artist or as a sculptor or as an inventor, he also studied anatomy. And a lot of artists in past history, they always took anatomy lessons. And even today, when you go to art school, you need to be able to draw faces or body parts. Right, Pete? Yeah, the a big part of my degree was uh, life drawing, where they bring in models and you sit for hours and basically study human form. Um, not so much the internal anatomy, but how that influences the outer shapes of your body. Ooh, that's very deep, actually. I think, but you're absolutely right. I mean, what is lying below the skin determines what can be seen on the surface of the skin. Yeah. So, and this would kind of like this is how anatomy actually relates to the surface and to the appearance of someone. And I think. Coming back to your initial question, what are anatomists? Again, I mean, they're really a dying breed because these days no one really, really focuses a lot on anatomy because um, anatomy can be taught also otherwise, either through a computer model or through other institutions or other um, educators who are not true anatomists because um, anatomical knowledge does not change, which is a good thing, which I think is really a good thing. It doesn't change, but um, it also implies that nothing new comes to this knowledge. So once understood, it can be taught and taught and taught over and over again without needing adjustments, without needing updates, because nothing really truly changes in anatomy. And this is why I truly think that anatomists are unfortunately a dying breed these days. Well, when you say that, what is your thoughts on the fact that every med student going through med school takes an anatomy course or several anatomy courses? Does that make them anatomists because they now have a an awareness of anatomy? And, and how is that differentiated? Ooh, that is... <laughs> That's actually true. What what qualifications do you need to have to become an anatomist? So um, in in my education, after finishing medical school, um, I was in, in, in Austria and also in Germany. And there, there is a speciality, really a kind of like a specialty for 
um, for physicians after finish medical school, they can go to anatomical departments. And if certain requirements are fulfilled by some departments and other departments don't have these qualifications, then you can become a physician specialist in anatomy. You even have to, um, to do exams. You even have to do certain procedures during your education. And in Germany, it lasts um, four years, four years after medical school. Um, and then you can call yourself an anatomist after doing the exams and of course passing those exams and um, this is in um, in germany in austria and in switzerland in other countries for instance in france or in romania um, this is not the case their physicians are teaching anatomy and there are no true anatomists i mean the physician at some point they teach at a medical school level and then they can call themselves anatomists but by definition they are still clinicians and here in the u.s um everybody who teaches anatomy can call themselves anatomists independent of the background if you're an md or if you're a phd or if you're anthropologist it does not really matter as long as you teach anatomy at an institution you can call yourself an anatomist and this does not relate to the level of knowledge that you have which is a little bit tricky because you can just start the first day after whatever education you had previously and then you say well i'm an anatomist so there's a thousand yards of gray between yes and no but yeah. in that subspecialty um, in germany and switzerland where clinicians go for multiple years more to become anatomists um is that usually their singular focus or are they also subspecialists in another clinical field and they just do this as extra? Well, there are some, some physicians after medical school like myself who really enjoy that subject and that's their only focus then. Some others, they do it both clinical aspect and both the anatomical aspect but in most of the cases in most of the cases after finishing medical school you just stick to the living you just stick to everything else than anatomy and the reasons are very simple first of all is the monetary aspect and the secondary aspect is you go to medical school because you want to treat patients you want to help the living to ameliorate the pain, to improve their suffering, and to just treat their medical condition. This is why you go to medical school, and this is why you finish medical school, to be a true physician. But um, I kind of took a different approach, because I realized by educating physicians in anatomy, their clinical practice can be improved and then that physician acts through my knowledge my anatomical knowledge and that means my reach by educating other physicians is significantly larger in helping patients than just treating one patient at a time which i did actually when i was a trauma surgeon i just treated one patient at a time but now teaching anatomy to physicians, 
and to other specialties in the medical field, they treat their patients better because of my education. So that means my reach is far larger now being an anatomist. So it's not just about knowing medicine, but also knowing how that medicine is implicated within the body and the structures of it. Yeah. I mean, medicine, to some parts, you can really say medicine is applied anatomy. Because, I mean, if you think about, um, what would you do in medicine if you have no clue about the body parts, where they are, how they lie in relationship to each other, how they function, how they interact with each other? I mean, without that knowledge, I think we wouldn't get pretty far in medicine. So anatomist, clearly the, the top field and everybody else is just surfing on, on the prestige of anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, to some extent, no, no, I wouldn't say that. I, would, I wouldn't take myself so serious. But I do truly think that uh, anatomy starts at the beginning of medicine. And this is why most people take anatomy at the beginning of medical school, because this is kind of where you lay foundations. But then later on, you, and, and this is, I think, the interesting thing is, later on you discover there are different aspects of anatomy, very different aspects of anatomy. It's really like almost like a spiral staircase. You walk that spiral staircase, and then you kind of go in circles and circles, but your level increases with each winding you take. It's really like a spiral and it gets you higher and higher in anatomical competence the more you learn and the more you kind of at some point get back to anatomy because even even residents get back to anatomy and even attendings, even, even um, experts, consultants, all of them at some point they come back to anatomy to increase the anatomical competence and also to improve their clinical practice because anatomy can really substantially help to treat patients better at some point yeah but i think i think it should also be mentioned uh, to the listeners out there um guys if you have any questions that you would like us to discuss or you would like pete to get inspired to ask me any questions like during any middle of transmission when he comes up with a question as usual um please feel free to send an email to contact at kotofananatomy.com and um, then we'll include that in our next um, episode. So for this, I would like to say thank you very much for today. Thank you, Pete, for being with here with me here today. Thank you. And then um, have a good night and good evening and see you next time. <laughs>